or if you work in HR, or even if you maybe you've been at uni or at school, you might have done a personality profile. Anyone done a personality profile? A few people. And, I mean, there's multiple types of them. In fact, <laughs> I heard a joke this week. I'm conducting a seminar in multiple personality disorders, but it's taking me forever to fill out the name tags. Uh, I'll have to work on the delivery. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> Not that funny? Okay. Um, so there's, mu <laughs> there's, mu there's multiple types of them. There's, you know, there's one called Oceans. There's uh, the Strength Finders 2.0, Instinctive Drivers, IQ Tests, EQ Tests, Divergent and Convergent Thinking. There's many uh, tests, analysis and models and all of them are about finding out where our strengths are or where, where our weaknesses are, where we're good and where we're not so good. Um, and it's good to know those things. It's good to understand where we're strong, where we're not so strong. A lot of it's about finding out who we are. We want to know who we are and what we're like. Um, but below all this, below all of that psychology and below all of that testing, and even below Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which you might have heard about, every one of us, there is an inability, there is an inadequacy. Uh, and it is that inadequacy to, to truly be the person that God has called us to be, the person He originally designed us to be, because the Bible says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, the way we were designed and the way we are without Christ, that there's a gap. And it doesn't matter how, how much analysis we do, doesn't matter how much profiling we do, doesn't matter how many tests we do, there's always going to be a gap because the gap is the ability to please God through our own merit, works, determination. And the Bible makes it clear that we are not able to do that. We're not able to bridge that gap doesn't matter how wealthy we are, doesn't matter how intelligent we are, doesn't matter how skilled we are, that there is a gap. And that's why Jesus came. That's what Easter is all about. He came because of that gap. That's why He went to the cross. That's why He paid a ransom, to bridge that gap, to pay a ransom for the sin, for wrongdoing, for mistakes, the things that we regret. Justified, the Bible says. We're justified by just trusting in Jesus Christ for our relationship with God. And when we trust in Jesus, the Bible says it's just as if we never sinned, that we are given His righteousness, that we're made perfect in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. But it doesn't end there. That's not the end of it. Jesus did die on a cross, but He also rose. He rose again. And the Bible says that He rose that we might live through His power, through His life, through His strength, that our inadequacy would be superseded by His adequacy. That when He rose, it says that He gave us His life, His strength, His ability, that no matter what our profile is, no matter what we're strong or weak at, that Jesus Christ fills the deep core issues of our life, that there is an adequacy that comes through Jesus Christ into our lives, that we find wholeness 
through Him, that we find completeness through Him, that we find security through Him, that we find peace through Him, that we find unconditional love through Jesus Christ, that we're not trying to be something that we're not. We might find that we're higher in neuroticism in uh, one of the profiles, but which, which simply means that you, know, you get anxious a lot or you're fearful or, or whatever. But the, but, and they might say, well, that's just who you are. But Jesus Christ comes and He, and he meets those needs. He brings healing and life at the very core of who we are. So it's in find, it's in Him that we find overwhelming hope in the future. So our, our future is not determined by our personality profile. Our future is not determined by a set of tests that tell you this is who you are and this is what you're capable of doing. The Bible says that our future is determined through our relationship with God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. I know those plans, declares the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and plans to give you a future. That's what Easter is about. That's what the cross is about. That's what resurrection is about. That there is a future that is in Jesus Christ, in His resurrection power, in His life, in His peace, in His hope that the union, that, that, the, that this union with Christ. I mean, Paul, the Apostle Paul was so overwhelmed with the revelation of, of, of what this actually meant. That he said in Ephesians 3, well, he said first in Galatians 2.20, he says, I, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ, but Christ lives in me. I mean, it can't get any more uh, unified than that. It can't become any more real than that. The revelation that that it's Christ in us. It's Christ in you that brings wholeness and completeness and meets those needs of our own fractured world, of our own weaknesses and inabilities. In Ephesians 3, he says this, and may you have the power to understand. See, it all comes down to understanding what Christ has actually done, what we actually have in Him that you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is His love. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. It's, important, it's so important that we let go of our impoverished views of God, that we let go of our, our human understanding of what Christ has done and what is available in Him. And we look to the Scriptures and that we understand that there's fullness of life in Him. Jesus said, the devil comes to rob, kill and destroy, but I have come. Why? that you might have life, that you might have life and life abundantly. And it's because of that we're able to say in Philippians 4.13, 
that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That I might not feel strong in my natural ability. I might not feel like I'm capable of handling this situation. I might not feel like the circumstances I find myself in right now, I'm over to overcome. But in Christ, I can do it. I can do all things. That There's a supernatural strength that comes out of our relationship with Jesus Christ. So no matter what we're facing, no matter what's going on in our world, no matter the mountain, no matter the challenges that lay before us, that you're able to do it through the strength that is given to you in Christ Jesus. That He's able to make you get all the way, overcome every mountain, get through through every challenge, through hope in Him. That's the life that we have. That's the power that's available. 1 John 4, 4. Greater is He who is in me than he who is in this world. There's a greater one inside of us. That Easter is not just about a man who died in a, on a cross and was buried in a tomb. And if, if, if our version and our view of Jesus Christ is simply the guy that was on the cross, we, ha- we don't have a complete understanding of what He has done. He did die for our sins. He did bring a, a, trans- a, a ransom and reconnect us with God. But He did so much more than just that. That, oh, I'm saved and I'm going to go to heaven one day. That's awesome that we believe that. But He also made the power of God available to our lives right here, right now. Right here in our world, in our, in our business, in our workplace, in our home, in our marriage, in our, in our world, in the challenges that every single one of us face. And if we're trying to deal and face and overcome these in our own strength and we are a believer, then we're laying aside the greatest asset, the greatest attribute that we could possibly have, which is Jesus Christ Himself, risen from the dead in you, for you, fighting on your behalf. That's the gospel. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given me a spirit of fear. He has not given me. When we are dealing with fear, when we're anxious, fearful about the future, about our future, about our financial world, about our relational world, about our health, about these things, when, when fear is coming into our world and we're overcome or we're wracked by fear, we have the opportunity and the ability in Christ Jesus to overcome fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, hope and a sound mind. That's what we have. That's what's available. That's what Christ has done. Colossians 1.27, over and over again, Paul writes to these churches that he planted and people and the, and the disciples and the apostles are telling the believers something radical took place. And it wasn't just that Christ died. And it wasn't just that he rose again, but he made his life, his strength and his power available to you and I, that we might live out of that. In Jesus' name. And that's what brings glory to God. 
Every time that we choose faith over fear, we're glorifying God. Every time we choose hope over despair, we're glorifying God. Every time we choose to believe His Word, as opposed to the circumstances in which we find ourselves, we are glorifying God. Colossians 1.27, it's Christ in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you. When we ask Jesus Christ into our life, He actually, He actually comes in. It's not a metaphor. It's not an analogy. It's not hyperbole. He actually comes in to our world and begins to transform us from the inside out. Yes, we're still going to have different uh, our own personality, and we're going to have different strengths and different weaknesses. God doesn't change those. But a strength and a solidity comes into our world far beyond and below all of those things through Christ Jesus, an assurance, a certainty, a confidence that comes from Jesus Christ Himself in our world through His Holy Spirit, knowing that no matter what, we're facing, no matter what lays before us, that we can still hope in Jesus Christ. Although the circumstances may look hopeless on the outside, we can have hope on the inside because Jesus Christ is the God of all hope. You know, a girl once asked her father, she'd come home from Sunday school, she said, Dad, where does Jesus live? And the dad looks at her and he goes, well, well, when you, he lives inside of you, honey. And she looks around and she looks at herself and she thinks. He says, well, whereabouts? He says, well, he's in your heart. She thinks, scratches her head. And she says to her dad, how big's Jesus? <laughs> and he goes, well, I guess, you know, he's probably somewhere between five foot and six foot. Something like that. And she's scratching her head. And she says to her dad, Dad, if Jesus is in me and he's that big, then surely he'd stick out. That's the reality of the gospel. If Jesus is inside of you and he's that big, he's going to stick out. He's going to stick out in our thinking. He's going to stick out in the way we live our lives. He's going to stick out in the way we approach challenges and circumstances, our fears and our anxieties. He's going to stick out. If the Jesus we believe in, believe in is that big, the gospel, if we believe what it says about him and who he is and what he has done, if he's that big, he's going to stick out. So my question to you here this morning as we finish up, is he sticking out? Is he sticking out in your world right now, in the way you face life, in the way you face challenges, in the way you face the future, in the way you deal with other people? Does Jesus Christ stick out? Because it's Christ in you that is the hope of glory. Christ in you. How big is your Jesus. Let's close our eyes here this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you for what you've done. 
We thank you, Lord, that you did go to the cross and you rose again. And that you said that whoever asks, we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. If we speak it with our mouth that we're saved, that you come in, that you abide within, that you make your home inside of us. Oh, the resurrected Jesus, the all-powerful, all-conquering, all-overcoming one is inside of you here this morning. How big is your Jesus? Is He just a little baby in a manger, helpless and hopeless? Is He the Saviour who's just crucified on a cross, who died? Or maybe your Jesus even rose again and you believe in Him and have salvation and will go to be in heaven with God through that faith in Jesus Christ. That's all good. But that's not the gospel in its entirety. The Bible says He comes and He makes His home in you and I. And that it changes the way we live. It changes the way we think. It changes the way we approach life. The way we treat other people. What we do with our money. What we do with our time. What we do with our assets. I want to encourage you here today. Let Jesus stick it out in your world. 